the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi think wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of, uh, of women. You just gotta keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. So what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Turn this volume up a little bit. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to dive into today was uh, cult COVID or the COVID cult. The religion of COVID. So <clears throat> some guy, I don't even know who he is. His name is, he's a blue check mark, Matthew Miller. He uh, like posted on Twitter, and this is actually... Like, I think a week old or something, but posted a picture of him with his mask on and he says, I did not quite anticipate the wave of euphoria and emotion that comes with that first shot. Go get your vaccine, folks. Best feeling I've had all year or you'll have all year. And then really, that's not even it. It's the it's the comments. Oh, dude. Sickening. <laughs> I mean, these one lady, it is weirdly exciting. You feel like you are now part of an exclusive club. Well, you kind of are. Did, it's, it's did a, you see the picture of the lady who like dressed up in like Miss America gear? Huh? And like had the sash, like you know, vaccination queen, Miss, and just like full on, dude. People like dressing up for it, like it's you know the world premiere of Star Wars Episode One at midnight. You know, it's it's like that crazy. Are you serious? In some places, I mean, I, you know, obviously where we're at, like. Nobody cares that much, but... No, I, I've said it for a while. We're pretty fortunate to be in the Midwest. Yeah. Because, like today, I went to Chili's, you know, good old American cuisine. And uh, eh, I'd say probably half the people coming in weren't wearing a mask. Which, you know, masks in restaurants are the most idiotic fucking asinine thing ever. Yeah. Wear it when you walk in the door. Yeah. And when you get up and go to the bathroom, <laughs> well, you know, because it doesn't, it's like, and I get restaurants, they're doing anything they can do to stay open. And, and I right. understand that. And it's not the restaurants that I fall for that. It's the fucking idiots coming in the door. It's like, don't put the mask well, on. Well, did you see, I can't remember what state it was in. There was a, a place, restaurant, bar, whatever, had a bunch of people in there. And a uh, health inspector came in and was going to shut him down because nobody in there, and this place was packed. Mm -hmm. And he started heckling the owner at the door. And then all the people in the booths, everybody starts chanting, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. Health inspector that. finally got up, you know, and left. Yeah, and good, getting good They have them. no power, you know, because once it's like, oh my gosh, these people didn't respect my magic badge, you know, mm -hmm. what are they going to do? Right. I mean, and I don't, that almost, uh, what's it, that Polish pastor in, uh, um like canada canada, canada. Yeah. yeah i was watching another video today and, and i don't know if it's an old one but it was Is that the one where the cops started beating him no or are you just talking the dude who like shouted at him and they just eventually left but the one that one they yeah. shouted at him eventually left i didn't know nothing about it. they beat a guy yeah yeah dude i uh i 
I don't remember what the like setup was, but basically it's an old guy in front of his building and yeah, they got down on him and he was trying to like push the cop. He's, he's like a 70 some year old man. The cops mm-hmm. are just like fucking jacking him in the face. And then another cop comes in and gets on him and give him the old George Floyd treatment as they arrest him. You know, but because of he wouldn't wear a mask or something, or I don't know what the exact premise is, but it was related to COVID restriction type shit. God, that's it, fucking nuts. You know, and within blue line, you know, those, I know right? I, that's who's coming. I have no problem with cops. I really don't, but I do have a huge problem. Stupid with laws, stupid laws, and I have a big problem with cops that enforce those stupid laws. Yeah, you know, glorified revenue collectors for traffic, you know, citations. Hey, man, and, that's what the know. Nazi guy said as he was shoveling those Jews in the oven. I'm I was just, just following doing my job, yeah, man. Just following orders. orders. Yep, yep. It just, and you know, it's like they have the decision to say, okay, it should, you know. Am I, do I need to do this? You know what? I don't, I don't believe, you know, this, as a cop, this seems kind of like a tyrannical thing to do to the people. They have that ability to mm-hmm. say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to enforce that law. I'm just going to turn a blind eye and walk away. And, and, and unless you're with a bunch of other cops, right? who's going to know? Who the fuck's going to know? Yep. Nobody. That's the answer. It's just crazy. Like, this whole COVID thing has become, I mean... Like that, or that comment, you know, it is weirdly exciting. You'll feel like you're now part of an exclusive club. Well, well and did you see the uh, fucking cult, the CNN clip where it was like, there needs to be more people out there taking videos and posting their vaccine selfies and, you know, this, that, and the other. And the Brian Stelter guy went on about it for a while. And it's just like, well, oh my God, who cares? You remember that one? Uh, uh, I, I told you we were hanging out with some people uh, a week or two ago. And yeah, what, I mean, there was kind of a, a pause in the conversation and. I got my shot today and had to like pull her sleeve and show her her bandaid. And it was just like, it was just like the most like, good, cool. Yeah. Cringe. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I don't. And that's not an anti-vaccine statement either. That's just a, no, Oh my God, who fucking cares? That's the thing is I'm not anti-vax. I really am not. I know a lot of people think that so many people who are against this vaccine are anti-vax, but it's like, no, I'm also just not cool with the government saying like hey we're gonna force you to get vaccinated on something that is still fucking experimental i've gotten two flu shots my entire life in how have you not died yeah both of them were related to when my daughter was born she was in the hospital for about a week before we came home mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they guilt tripped me into the flu shot then and i let it happen because sure. you know whatever and then i got one i think the year after that and then back after that, I went back to, no, it's just, this yeah. is stupid. This is a giant waste of my time. It's a waste. I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. I mean, other than like tax dollars, but yeah, it's a waste of resources. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I was in the army, we had to do one every year and being, and I wasn't like, I'm not anti-vax. So I wasn't like, oh, you know, like I, I didn't feel like I feel about the, the COVID vaccines right. towards the flu shot because also flu shots been around for how how fucking long we know that it's safe well and it's the narrative around the covid vaccine i mean mm-hmm. you see all this other shit going on and it's like wait why do they have to sell this thing so hard because i look around in my life you know especially where we're at there's you know it's weird because some of these people that live in like the east coast or whatever such a different universe because we're not in a big city but we're not in a small city either Right. And everything is back to normal 100%. There are still signs on business doors. Restaurants still wake you wear the mask when you come in. And there might be limited capacity in in some of them. But there's just as much traffic on the road. Walmart's just as busy. 
all the sports stuff is back in action. It's not a big deal. The end of the world never happened. And when they started pushing the vaccines, if you'll remember, the county uh, that we're in wanted to jump ahead of the state of Kansas as far as who they're allowing to get the vaccine because they weren't filling the appointments, right? Mm -hmm. So nobody wants it. Yeah. And so it just... It's the big dumbest thing ever. COVID's the flu, the end. And people hate that, like when that gets said, because I mean, okay, I'm not literally saying COVID is literally the flu. Exactly. But as far as how are we going to treat this in daily life moving forward for the rest of time, it's the flu. It's yeah. <clears throat> it's a virus. It's just a regular virus. It wasn't this, it wasn't a pandemic. Right. Or an epidemic or whatever fucking ick. I mean, but you've seen this power grab oh, and, and this identity thing with yeah. you know the masks and the vaccine and trust the science. Yeah, and the thing with like science that fucking kills me, and this gets into the uh, you know I think before we started recording the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and the Stakeums thing. Uh, you know Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think his thing, and he says this a lot, is that you know the thing about science is whether you believe it or not, it's still true. And then the Stakeums comment was basically, and, and it was spot on, that science is not a truth. Science is a tool, right, that allows you to investigate for truth, right, or to test truth against not truth. But right. science in and of itself is not a truth, right? Right. So the whole trust the science, I mean, when you really think about that, science is basically just idea, hypothesis, experiment. Did the experiment work the way you wanted it to or not work? And did mm -hmm. that prove a theory or, or not Not prove because there's really no such thing as proof. It's does it did it support a theory or not? Right. And you go from there. And you never really get a truth from that. It's just, it's a means of finding evidence for something. Right. Well, and the, the whole point of behind science is to try and disprove things. Yeah. If you can't disprove it, then yeah, most likely it's like a, like, it's not like true, but not true, like you were just saying. And I guess for people to try to, it's become like a cult, like a religion. Science, it's a, science it's, it's a religion. It's like no science matter what, no matter what, these people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, it's like what they say is absolute. That's it because science. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Sorry, insert Jesus Christ and Christianity. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, but it's like, well, it's the I, atheism isn't a worldview, except that you know I just form my view of the world around the fact that I don't believe in X, Y, and Z, and my morality is this way. And it's it's a worldview. It is. You oh, yeah. say whatever you want. It's a worldview. Yeah. And the uh, I don't know. It just it's mind boggling that more people can't see that. But I guess it sounds trendy because science, you know, as much as they push, you know, STEM and math and all this stuff, and that's great. But mm -hmm. people have gotten to where they've put that on such a pedestal. And I can't help but wonder if the reason that it gets put on such a pedestal is because so many people are so bad at that, which is indicated by the fact that they don't understand that science is not a truth. Science is a tool, and they don't understand, uh, well, math. I mean, you don't even have to be good at math, but just understand, like, what they're trying to do when they do calculus and things like that and nobody gets that so it gets put on this religious pedestal where it's like oh all hail the scientists the people who you know what i mean it creates yeah, yeah. that class yeah. it's a priesthood it's this the same yeah. as like priests in a church or, or monks or, right. or whatever your thing is and uh yeah it's poison because i mean i historically science used to think that the universe was eternal right and had no beginning and no end mm -hmm. right well Religion, in this case Christianity, 
says that it did have a beginning and there will be an end, right? Yeah. Well, science came around to that view in the early 1900s and changed to where we are today. And my point there is not to kind of pit religion against science. It's just to demonstrate how wrong science can be about something mm-hmm. and then 20 years later change its mind and then everybody just forgets that they were wrong for the last 200 years. Right. What? But yet but yet religion, right? It's like, oh, they got this wrong, they got that wrong, they got whatever. That's fine. I'm not I don't even want to get into that debate. It's yeah. just like well, why it, is this okay to criticize the one but not the other if if that's your own frame of reference? It's right? funny. What you just said right there was, you know, it's it's science can well say something for forever than they 20 used years. to put radium in cough syrup. Yeah, yeah, and everyone thought it was cigarettes were healthy at one time. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll just take just the COVID thing. How many times did you hear, especially at the beginning of this, there's a lot we don't know about it, we don't know that much about it, you know, blah, 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 and we're kind of making our educated guesses, yada, 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 and people are like, okay, so take that right there, we don't know that much about it, but then scientists are always right. They're always right no matter what they say. Right. How many times has Fauci flip-flopped back and forth over masks, not masks, masks, not masks, 10 masks, two masks, no masks. On mask. public record, on video that you can yeah. go watch today, and people just don't even care. Yeah. It's like, he said it. I'm just all hail Dr. Fauci. He's right. our he's our savior. Uh, he's you know a medical doctor, so he's a scientist. And holy shit, people! We'll, we'll sit here and we'll say, well, we know it's not absolute, but no matter what they say, is absolute. Right? Holy fuck! It doesn't have to make sense. You know that's how the communism thing works because this yeah. all ties back into fucking communism. It, it does. It really does. Yeah. This is the slow march to communism. It's put everybody into a group that can be easily controlled, and then once they're once you slowly whittle down the control thing, it's easier to introduce the big thing. Mm-hmm. I want to do read a few of these comments to the listeners just to, to know what kind of people that are out there. So you uh, could just scroll through them and see if in their in their profile they have pronouns because that would be like all the information you need. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's one of the things to do. She's kind of hot, but it would just be yeah. you click on a name and if you see pronouns, you're like, yep, skip. Well, hold on, skip. Let's just go. Jess. Uh, no, no pronouns. Wait, is there? No, no pronouns. Damn, I was hoping we have a pronoun. Star Wars fan. Yeah. Well, okay, so, a Bart's tweet, that's the guy's name, he says, two shots in as in as of April 4th, and I still wear a mask. Only now I can wear a mask that says, I got my COVID-19 vaccine. Think about that. It's like, oh. I'm so badass, guys. I already got my shots, and I still wear a mask. You know what I mean? Like, they say that as, like, it's a victorious <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... Uh, I went to church and went to confession and sat in the front row. <laughs> right. You know, like that's exactly what it is. I have another, and this is from the same guy. The rest of that is I, I so he has his COVID-19 vaccine mask. And then the other one, I have another mask that says fully vaccinated. And I will break that one out this Sunday. <sighs> you, you know what, you know, what's funny about this, uh, get a little deeper and philosophical here. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's make it's it happen. So, in Christianity, baptism is, it's like you saying to the world or it being demonstrated to the congregation that I agree that all this stuff is true and therefore I'm going to be held accountable to all of this stuff that I'm saying is true. Mm-hmm. That That's what baptism is really supposed to be. And so when I see this kind of COVID talk, you know, we talk about it being a cult. That's what this is. Like you see, like that guy, he's going to walk around in a mask that says, I'm fully vaccinated or post your vaccine selfie or this or that or the whatever on CNN. Yeah. This is baptism into that cult. Yes. This is saying, look at me. 
I am so into the scientism or whatever yeah. that I agree that blotty blotty freaking blah, and here's my identity based on whatever. That's exactly what they're doing. This is, is this is legitimately baptism of the cult of COVID. It, it, it is. That's a. It really is. Another guy says, I cried, oh, sorry, Lynn in Ohio says, I cried a little after my second shot. Tried not to because I felt stupid, but the lovely nurse who was watching over us for reactions simply came over and offered me a tissue with no words. Of course, that made me cry harder. I should have gone with your gut instinct that you felt stupid and got up and walked out. (laughs) See, I love that guy. See, he's like, these must be fake accounts. Because that's what I'm thinking. It's like, how can you be this stupid? Nobody fucking cares. It, it's unreal. These people like, uh, oh, so this Amanda or A Elky on Twitter, A underscore Elky. She says, just wait until your second one. You feel so much more amazing and hopeful. I got my second Moderna today and I feel such a sense of sense of relief. Now, according to most people that I have talked to who have gotten the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine, the second shot puts them on their ass for about a day. Uh, yes, <laughs> I do know someone, and they, right? they were sick for about two days. Yeah. So something that is 99.98% I, – I was listening. I think it was Tom Woods, and I think the average across the entire population is 99.8. That includes young people and old people. Right. Something that, you know, that's your survivability rate. Got a experimental drug injected in you that's only 95% effective. Yeah. Interesting. The uh, crazy thing, too, is, you know, now Pfizer and them are saying you're going to have to get a shot every every year, basically. Yes. Which is what everybody who's been, you know, I guess, quote unquote, anti-vaccine has been saying forever, mm-hmm. that this is never going to end. And it's the new flu. Uh, so you have to wonder, all right, so when's this going to end? Knowing that, this is going to be a yearly thing if a bunch of people choose not to play the game. And then the variance thing, right, which is the new thing they're trying to push. Mm -hmm. So your body builds up a baseline immunity. And so there could be a variant of COVID-19 that your body has less immunity to, but you still have some immunity. That's how your immune system works. So the variance of a particular virus are less of an issue than the original virus. Correct. Viruses are a big deal when they make the initial jump, right? When it's something that your body has never seen before. Mm-hmm. So swine flu, bird flu, right? Or in this case, you're talking about a coronavirus that jumped from bats to humans. Right. It's something that humans have never seen, so it hits our immune systems really hard. Yeah. Our immune systems adapt in time. And then the subsequent variants of that particular strain, your body is more prepared to deal with, right? It's like it's like watching a, a car get changed from one year to the next during any gen- gen- general body style generation, right? Yeah. It's just a few tweaks here, a nip and a tuck. That's what's going on. So the idea of like variants being like some giant thing is, is just completely retarded. I mean, because, you know, look at the flu. You know, it changes a whole bunch every year. And the reason flu shots are so ridiculously ineffective is because they're basically guessing, you know, which variants or strains are going to be common in a given year. And it's really hard to guess and get it right. So a lot of people don't get it. And the flu ends up still on the big scale of society, not something that shuts the world down and we move on with our daily lives. Right. And a lot and probably most people don't get the shot. 
So COVID is going to be that. It's It literally is the new flu. Like the flu doesn't exist this year because COVID is the new flu. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look at something like the common cold, right, which some of which can also be coronaviruses, it changes so quickly, they don't even bother trying to pursue a vaccine, right? So Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. It's it's just full retard at this point. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> it, it is. Um, you know, it's... You see on you know, people like on Twitter and stuff, you know, basically the, the the average number of deaths from the last X amount of years to this year hasn't really changed. It's just like what people have died from, which was COVID was the biggest thing people died from because that's the one thing we focused on. But and then, you know, got these people like these, uh, uh, their team cannot make the wrong decision. So lockdowns, that's why no one got the flu. It's because lockdowns and no one right. got COVID. No one got colds because of lockdowns and nobody had died of cancer and, and everything and heart disease because of lockdowns. I mean, it's like, well, what? I mean, no, that's not how it works. But, and, and I guess you could say like, no, not as many people were going out and got the flu. Okay. But at the same time, it's like, well, people got COVID. So I, I don't know. Like you yeah, can't, you can't it, tell. It, it defeats itself. It, yeah. It's you a, can't, you can't get the flu, but you can get COVID, right. but you're you're under lockdowns. But it's the like, reason, no, hold on. Like, the reason that argument works is people's attention span. Yeah. Like, like they can't pay attention. Like, that's why Fauci can say, uh, masks, you know, nah. And then and then now, you know, even when things are getting better, you should wear two masks. And then he goes yeah. to all his conferences now with an N95 and a cloth mask over it. All mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. It's, just, it's full retard. It is. But people can't put the two and two together. Or or they just refuse to. There's a, there's an amazing level of like dissonance because what you get into is like what you said where people can't be wrong. That's a normal human psychological condition, right? You think highly of yourself, so you don't necessarily assume that you're wrong or whatever unless you're just really depressed. So right. you're not going to admit those things and you're just going to not hear the arguments and pretend like nobody's talking. And that's what we see. And then especially in politics because politics can never be wrong right because politics is about power and so if you say that you're wrong your power is going to get taken away so you have to then say you were right about everything that's why you see boris johnson in the uk for these people that are all super ridiculous pro-vaccine to a religious stint i mean go look the prime minister of the united kingdom said that it is not the vaccines it's the lockdowns that are making things better yeah literally he said that every decision i made on video and, and de- yeah, people won't, they won't even look at that or think about that because in their mm-hmm. mind, everything has to be correct. Lockdowns are correct. Vaccines are correct. This is correct. And they, they will never weigh those things against each other because it's just one continuous cycle of whatever their cult leadership tells them to believe at the yeah. moment. And you don't want to be felt betrayed. You don't yeah. want to feel like your leaders made the wrong decision and sure. did something betrayed you because they made the wrong decision. Well, and you also have to look at it's a, uh, if you start at point A and you end up at point k right you've gone through all the alphabet before that point so if we're right now at point k nobody wants to look back and say i'm at point k wow this is really screwed up i shouldn't be here there's something wrong holy cow i made 50 wrong decisions in order to get here nobody does that Hmm. you know in real life we call those people drug addicts or or murderers or or whatever people that just made a chain of bad decisions yeah Uh, if you want the comedy version of it it's the uh the comedy of errors, right? Like the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The whole premise of the movie is that Clark just makes this series of ridiculous errors sure. that gets him yeah. to this final point. And uh, that's that's what's going on with the COVID thing. But nobody wants to look back on all the decisions they've made and say, wow, I fucked up for a whole year. 
Right. They'll right. never do that, right? Like, that's why, like, people who get over an addiction a lot of times will end up uh, becoming fitness nuts or, or getting, like, you know, super involved in a church or something like that because they, mm-hmm. they, they fall so hard that they, they immediately cling passionately to another addiction in the hopes that it, you know, is on the right track. And usually it is. Yeah. That, that takes them somewhere that's more positive, right? Like lifting weights or going to church or, or whatever the thing is. That's yeah. a, anybody who pays attention and is an adult can see that that is how humans behave. And you have to recognize that that is exactly what is going on with this cult of COVID. It's just a bunch of people that are in like some stage of denial. The last one I want to read <clears throat> to, end, to end this segment on a positive note is at Chuck Halbert, and he says, if you think that's awesome, come down to Florida and Alabama. We haven't given a fuck since day one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> uh, no matter what, I think there's probably going to be people that probably just never don't wear masks. Yeah. Or it's going to be years and years and years before they they go back to, you know, not wearing masks. But the next thing I want to talk about, so we all, you know, know Biden and his his gun control, uh, well, the executive orders and shit he signed and, and whatnot. Oh, this isn't working. What the fuck? I was going to play a video, but <clears throat> never mind. Um, there is a video of basically uh, Biden saying that Gun manufacturers are the only industry you can't sue. And that's a great segue because you can't sue these fucking vaccine makers. And he said this on TV, you know. You can't sue the vaccine makers, right? Even though we know that, like, there's things that, like, they don't, it's bullshit. But I also Mm -hmm. can't sue Michelob Ultra, you know, if I was drinking beer and got in a wreck. Yeah. Right? Or if I got in a beer and committed an act of domestic violence or, or something like that. I can't go sue Michelob Ultra and say, hey, your alcohol caused me to do this thing that hurt some other people. Yeah. Or those other people that I hurt can't sue Michelob Ultra for getting me drunk. Or you can't sue GM because the car goes too fast. Yep. And it's not your fault the car went too fast that, you know, your car shouldn't be allowed to go that fast. Right. It's... Take the... Uh, responsibility away from everybody and make everybody into victims. Right. And it's always someone else's fault. Like, holy fuck. So, it's funny, it's comical that he says you can't sue gun manufacturers. You shouldn't be able to. So can we sue Hostess for diabetes? Or should we sue Walmart for diabetes for selling Hostess products? Or sell the people who made the ingredients for the Twinkies. Right. Now, as crazy as all that sounds, again, the common thread here is that all of this points back towards communism because ultimately what the push is is to have a single source for everything so something is either allowed or not allowed based on this single source that single source is of course government which of course you have no recourse against mm-hmm. and of course like we've seen in covid these people are heroes and saints and and what everything they say is great yeah and so that's what they're pushing for by unloading this litigation thing and you know guns are going to be first because they're going to have a harder time pushing for that stuff as long as guns exist. Because even if they took the money, took the food, took the whatever, as long as mm-hmm. somebody has the right to make everybody equal. Because in all honesty, that's what a gun is at the end of the day. It's you can be the rock and I can be fat ass me, mm-hmm. but guns make both of us the same human. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter yeah. that one guy's bigger and better, faster, stronger, whatever. They're the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as they say, like that Eric Swalwell in California, oh, you can't fight the U.S. government because they have nukes and F-16s. And it's like, Afghanistan. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, come on. People, just regular fucking people. It's not like Afghanistan has these awesome Arby's. I mean, it's just a bunch of... A bunch of farmers beat the British Empire. Vietnam. Vietnam. I mean, <laughs> it's... Yeah. But the gun control thing. So this, you know, part of this episode I wanted to talk about. There's three main, I guess, bills that are have been introduced. And there's one that's made it past the House. And it's in the Senate now, I believe. If that's right. On that H.R. 680... No, 1446. That's the background check one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one's in the Senate. So, H.R. 127, this is the longest. And this was uh, dubbed the Sabika Sheik, I guess, Firearm Licensing and Registration Act, to provide for the licensing of firearm and ammo possession and the registration of firearms and to prohibit the possession of certain ammo. So, that right there... Uh, to provide for the licensing of firearm and ammo possession and the registration of firearms. So that actually ties in down with this uh, universal background check on HR 1446, because you cannot even, you can't make a a universal background check thing even work. Like if I want to sell you a gun, right, unless a you have a uh, national registration. So uh, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas uh, wrote the bill HR 127. Uh, it's a licensing system that must be established for firearms and ammo. A registration, uh, a registration system must be established. If you already own a firearm, you must notify the ATF with make, model, serial number, identity of the firearm, date it was acquired, and where it will be stored. (laughs) This is fucking nuts. You must notify the ATF, ATF if loaning firearm out to someone and the period it will be loaned. Uh, you have three months to notify the ATF. So if this bill passed, every gun that I own, every gun that you own, we would have to do all that. We'd right. have to, you know, every the make, model, serial number, everything about that gun. Uh, the Attorney General shall create a database accessible to the public, federal, state, local law enforcement, armed forces, and state and local governments. Licenses will be issued after background check, psychological evaluation, training course, and insurance policy. Psychological evaluations will include interviewing family members, spouses, and ex-spouses. Let me stop you right there for a second because that's a big one. Yeah. So let's just say this happened, right? And we can go line by line at the end. But on this one, I I just had to interrupt. No, you're good. Go ahead. So who's doing the psychological evaluation? Is it some gun grabber lefty psychologist? Right. I mean, you saw who they appointed to head the ATF is an open gun grabber. Mm -hmm. He's, He's not a... I'm just a cop who wants to enforce the laws. He's a, I want to take all your guns guy, right? He killed the people in Waco. And he killed the people in Waco. So that's huge. And then one blurb in there where it says ex-spouses to me is also like, okay, well, that's (laughs) already one where you do get into like domestic issues where a lot of Mm -hmm. people do get their guns taken away. So now you have the jilted ex-lover, right, in charge of, hmm, can I fuck this guy again, even though it's been 15 years or or whatever it is, you know? Exactly. Uh there's a lot there you can't that's yeah that's a huge one and i guess while it's on my mind i'll go ahead and mention you know since it says all this stuff has to go through the atf um the thing that people need to note there is that what this is really telling you about the atf is that they're basically becoming a gigantic or a more gigantic federal police agency 
Yes. So now anything that involves these guns is going to go through the feds, not the local police. Mm-hmm. So this is the federal government taking over local municipalities and state laws. The federal government, once again, overstepping their bounds. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so the next uh, bullet point. Licenses will be issued to antique firearm displays. So your grandpa gave you that old, old shotgun that just hangs above your fireplace, and it doesn't even really work anymore. Still got to get a license for it. Yep. Licenses will be denied if the person has any history of mental illness, depression, or brain disease, dementia. Let me stop you right there, too, because let's go back to the psychological evaluation. Mm -hmm. Do you know how easy it is to get a diagnosis for depression? Yeah. Not that hard. No. There's tons of people carrying around anti-anxiety meds and anti-depression meds just from their regular home doctor. Yeah. Not even talking to a psychologist. Uh, You know, part of that is because... Modern medicine has really struggled with mental health, and part of that is because modern medicine puts this emphasis on drugs and treatments and mm-hmm. things that cost money, when a lot of the treatments and things have a lot more to do with make better decisions, intentionally try to be a better person, eat, eat healthy, healthy you know, hang out with people who are not toxic, right? It's right. There's a lot right. of behavior issues there, too, that have nothing to do with uh, medication stuff, but the medication... You know, it, I don't know. That, that's a crazy one to me because yeah. the thing with depression is, I don't know, man, if you've ever been to like counseling or anything, mm-hmm. that's a dark road to go down. And then especially the fact yeah. that all this becomes public is, okay, well then what is HIPAA? What's what's mental health if not health? And then how does that pertain to HIPAA if all this stuff is going to be publicly accessible, right? As far as what I do, what I own. Uh, absolutely. Yada, yada, so, yada. Let me, you, you said counseling. So what about a couple that went to marriage counseling premarital counseling okay it's a still a form of counseling what if they are investigating everybody and they go to that therapist and they're like hey do you think that person should own a gun or not what if that therapist is a gun grabbing liberal right. nazi yep that isn't for guns yep they definitely you know i sensed well, a well, lot that's, that's the plan because who owns yeah. the academic sphere right? exactly yeah so, so who who controls <clears throat> a lot of these avenues of government right mm-hmm. and then who are they going to appoint to the atf if the current guy's any hint because he's the first you know quote unquote permanent president they've had in a long time so this tells you it's a rigged game like this all sounds neutral you know and like a person who's on the fence or isn't a gun person you're like well we register cars why wouldn't we register guns I, I can understand where that thought comes from a little bit a little bit but no this is snake oil this is all snake oil uh, next one, licenses will be suspended if there's a lapse in insurance. Insurance, you have to have firearm insurance. If a license is revoked, then the person must surrender all firearms and ammo. The insurance fee would be $800. So the government is mandating that you pay an insurance company mm-hmm. a fee of $800 on top of whatever the monthly thing is? Seems kind of insane. And then it also seems to be ignorant of how insurance really works, because when you have like homeowner's insurance, for example, what that insurance company is doing is not taking all of your premiums and putting them in a savings account in case you have a disaster. They invest that money and they get a return on that investment. That return on that investment is what allows them to cover all these people, you know, when there's like a big hailstorm or a tornado or things like that. That's how that works. So this whole like kind of price fix attitude is just pure communism it's the same with like an atf item now where you pay an arbitrary 200 dollars stamp fee it makes no sense at all it's just there to be a hurdle and they figure by putting that fee at 800 bucks it's going to keep people from buying guns 
and the people who are going to be kept from buying guns legally, it's going to be poor people. It, it's going to be minorities, yeah. and it's going to be people who can't afford to pay $800 for insurance, and then $800 for the gun, and then, you know, $800 for some ammo, right? And that's just like, just like that is now with SBRs or suppressors or anything. Yeah, you have a rich guy I mean, hobby. Exactly. Because it's, what, $200 or so for the tax stamp? Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to wait. Plus, the cost of actually getting that. I mean, SBR, not so much. Anybody can kind of build an SBR nowadays. Uh, but the suppressor. Right. And, and, yeah, you can go down the road of solvent traps or stuff. But they're not quite as good. Sure. So, yeah, it's a rich guy hobby. Uh, basically, any sty- any military-style assault weapon. And they, I mean, there's so many different brands. Right. Or, Anything that looks yeah. like an AK or an AR. Yeah, basically. Klishnikovs. uh Narinkos, Uzis, Berettas, uh, I mean, AR-15, uh, yeah, it's, it, you could, we could go down the list forever, and this is actually, the, the notes I took here was only a small And it gets portion. even crazier than that, because consider this next one, where it says, anything with a threaded barrel. Yeah. So if you have a twenty-two or anything that can take mm-hmm. a flash hider, right? we're not even talking about suppressors, or yep. if you have an old SKS that has the, you know, grenade launcher that, you know, obviously you can't go buy grenades, so a lot of people shoot, like, golf balls with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't have that. You know, without this this big old ridiculousness, so. Uh, I used to have a Mazenagon M44, seven six two by three nine bolt action, basically a hunting rifle. Now, um, it had a threaded. Yeah, I mean that that's that's illegal to have. Uh, any semi-automatic pistol, rifle, shotgun, basically with a detachable magazine, a folding or telescoping telescoping stock pistol grip, a bayonet mount. Uh, which a lot of your AR, your standard uh, M4 style AR-15, yep. yep. Uh, like you said, flash presser, threaded barrel, uh, grenade launcher. Uh, the yeah, I mean anything like on your it, that like a shotgun that has that or a rifle that has that. Eh, it's pretty much anything. I mean, what are you gonna allow like your old semi-automatic 22s with the, you know. The, Right. They, what's it called? The magazine tube, mm-hmm. you know, or, or like a shotgun. I mean, a double-barreled shotgun side-by-side. Side. Uh, 50 caliber ammo specifically will be made illegal. And there has never been a recorded death of 50 cal or a murder with a 50 cal. Right. Like, other than military. You know what all this gets back to me, though, you know, if I think about it the way my mind works, is 50 cal scary because it's big and ridiculous. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it's big and ridiculous, but do you know what it's for? It's for stopping vehicles. Yeah. So if you don't have 50s as civilians, then yeah, it becomes much harder to to fight back against, you know, the future Nazi takeover, yeah. right? Yep. Any large capacity ammo feeding device would be made illegal. So basically any magazine bigger than a 10 rounds, drum magazine, double stack 9mm pistol. Yeah, overnight yep. gone. Yeah, I have a uh, 40 that holds 14. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that, a double stack, and it is... Yep. I mean, a, a lot of your pistols, any well, any double stack pistol right, would be considered illegal. Yep, that's a big one to point out, too, because I think when everybody sees that, they just think ARs and 30-round mags. No. That's most full-size handguns. Yes. Because which ever, are really the only ones that are enjoyable to shoot at targets, right? Because they're yeah. bigger, they're heavier, they're more, you know, they're more Absolutely. stable. Yeah. Your 1911 might be the only thing that's like a single stack anymore. Sure, yeah. I mean... Uh, when, when double stacks came out, that became the norm. Mm-hmm. That's everything. Uh, oh, shoot. My little SIG P365, you know, concealed mm-hmm. carry type paint. 12 rounds. 12 round mag. They make a 10 round mag, but I use the 12 round mag. Right. right? So. Yeah. I think we have a couple of 
is it like 17 round mag? No, 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 it's not bigger than that, sorry. It's the like 20 round mags or whatever. 19 round, oh, it's the long extended ones for 9mm. Yeah. They're like a foot long. We have two of those, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so basically for breaking any of these rules, and you can be fined anywhere from $5,000 to $150,000 or 5 to 40 years in prison. Now, you assume that that's broken up into different offenses, right? So if you have three guns... And then you get mm-hmm. five years for each of them. You know what I mean? It stacks. Yeah, yeah. This was, when I did that, like, it, they broke down in the bill. Yeah. Everything, I just, you know, went to the lowest amount, to the highest amount, the least amount of prison time, to the highest amount. It, it kind of ranges all over the place. Now it would have yeah. taken forever to, to go do that, and it wasn't worth it. That's just insane. And then to yeah. see somebody like Biden get up there and, and we're not trying to come take your guns. You're and not? Like, literally, this is that, the fucking bullshit that's in Congress. That is, know? yeah, and that thing, it was actually introduced uh, the end of... It's been sitting in Congress for about a year now. Sure. So I think it was the end of 2019 when it got introduced, basically the beginning of 2020. Um, and I could see how you would let that thing sit because you're not going that would never pass if Trump was in office. No. So let it sit a couple another year. Well, when, and, and think about what they're talking about now, right? Loading up the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. So they load that yeah. up, and they got a bunch of activist judges that don't give a fuck about the Constitution. So then yep. Congress can just change the rules to do whatever they want, and they mm-hmm. pass shit through simple majority. Uh, by eliminating the filibuster, and then it goes to a Supreme Court that doesn't give a shit, and now suddenly, bam, Republic's over. Yeah. Uh, the next one, H.R. 1446, is the universal background check, and that one, I, th- I said it went to the Senate. Um, wait time for background check to, uh, to come back goes from a minimum, oh, wait for your, yeah, background check to come back from uh, the FBI, goes from a minimum of three days to a minimum of ten days. After 10 days, if the process is still incom- is still incomplete, then the purchaser-, purchaser can petition. If an additional 10 days elapses, then the firearm can be transferred. Now, that's different now because if it's after three days, you just get the gun. Right. Now, it's, it's a minimum of 10 days. If 10 days is up, you can petition, but you can't get it. Then, if an, an additional 10 days... So, basically, you go in to buy your gun after 20 days. If you do not get the background check back because the FBI or the ATF or whoever the fuck is just, you know, sitting around, then you can... That gun will be That's, transferred. This is the one that is actually, despite as crazy as the first one sounds, this HR 1446 is the one that is the biggest poison pill to me. Because this is one that I think, even as a gun over, a gun owner... I don't necessarily know that I have a particular objection with the idea of a background check being performed if that meant that there was going to be an easier way to do it. Now, that being said, the problem with this bill is that that's a completely unenforceable and idiotic thing to do unless the guns are also registered. And they know that, and that's why this bill is separate from the previous bill. Because one of the big things that everybody says is, hey, we don't want a federal gun registry. Because that's, you know, an infringement on our rights, right? And if these tyrants are wanting to come take our shit, then, you know, obviously you wouldn't want to have, like, this list, right? So the background checks make no sense without the registry. So they don't include the registry in the background check bill. And there's no nothing in there to, like, make this, like, an easier, more innocent, anonymous thing to do. So the whole point of H.R. 1446 is to mandate the other bill. Mm-hmm. Because then they'll quickly discover, and the news story will be, oh, the background check system needs to be, you know, fortified or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it's just a joke. And then you think about that. Now, I don't know anybody I personally who has actually had to wait more than like 20 minutes 
in a, in a firearm purchase, getting a background sure. check? I really don't. Unless you have a felony that was expunged. Right. But you think about the people writing this bill, right? And now they're saying that basically there can be a 20-day wait period put on you getting a gun. All it takes is one doucher at the FBI to put a kibosh on this whole thing and say gun purchases, we're going to drag it out. Yeah. And say 20 days. What happens? Now, well, this argument's been done time and time again, but it's it's a good one. Uh, husband, wife, husband is abusive, beats the wife, wife is tired of getting beat. She goes to purchase a gun because she is afraid of her life and he has threatened to kill her many a times. And then she goes to get the gun, but then she has to wait. In the meantime, she goes back home and she is then killed because this has happened before because they were waiting. Now, I'm not against background checks, you know, because there are some people out there that shouldn't sure. own firearms, but... We know the reason why you're doing it. Anyway, the last one is HR 686, and this is to stop online ammo sales, which would require face-to-face -face ammo sales by a licensed ammo dealer, uh, require reporting on ammo sales larger than 1,000 rounds, and then such a report will be sent to local or state law enforcement. So... Well, that, there's a way around that. 999 round Right. There's going to be a lot of 900 round packs. <laughs> You'll get and then the other one here is, it's it's kind of it, like if they can't get everything else, they can go after the ammo. Yeah, and yeah, what this yeah. does is it makes ammo more expensive. It makes dealers have to pay a lot more attention to crap, which makes it more of a hassle, especially for mm -hmm. volume stores like Walmart and stuff that have already balked on gun stuff and will probably balk again in the future. Yeah. And then it just makes it harder to do. So... Yeah, you might keep your guns, but they're going to start going after the ammo. So that, that's that's all this is saying. It's saying this is what we want to do. This is what we're going to try to do. And if you say no to these two things, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And the only positive I see about this, Bill, is small towns that have local uh, gun shops. They would help them. Because if you can't buy it online anymore to go buy ammo, you're going to be forced to go to the local gun shop. And sure. It. But if you don't live in a town where it doesn't have a local gun shop... You would go normally to Walmart, but if Walmart stops selling everything, then you I don't know. understand the online ammo thing either because, like, like, this is, you know, and I'll bitch about voting while we're at this. Did you know to buy ammo online, you have to show an ID? Uh huh. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Unless you go buy it online, but you go to the store and you pick it up, then you have to show ID when you get there. But I do that a lot. There's a place down by my work called uh, Powder Valley, and uh, it's a distributor outside of the town down there. I'm not going to say the name of the town, but uh, I'll buy it online and then just swing by and pick it up. Pretty handy. Uh, it's nuts, man. I mean, you know, how long do we hear, they're not going to come for your guns, they're not going to come for your guns. Right. All three of these bills says that's not true. <laughs> you know, the other one that's... that I wonder about this is there's so many people out there who own guns who feel strongly about the issue. Uh, ATF's not that big. Hmm. So who's going door to door? Is it the sheriff? Is it the local police? Is it the ATF? How do you actually get caught? How many people are we talking about throwing in prison for 40 years because they didn't yeah. comply with the law? Yep. So at what point of noncompliance does the law just become null because obviously the citizens don't want it? So is this country ruled by the citizens or is it ruled by government? Right. right? That, that becomes an issue very, very quickly. And if you have people who feel strongly about this and you get to a point where you're talking about 
ATF agents who just want to do their job and go home to their families getting told they have to go do something that's going to be highly confrontational with people who are on edge about it because it is a, a, a infringement on a constitutional right for living mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah. You're just setting this whole thing up for failure. And, oh, man. You know why? Be because so the ATF agents won't be the ones doing it, though. It's going to be your local law enforcement. Right. They're going to have to pass so it down. So those same guys, those thin blue line heroes we have... Right. Those are going to be the ones. And I'm sorry. I'm just doing my job. I'm just, you know, right. quit. At that point, fucking quit. Like, you know, and then on top of all that, all of this stuff misses the point. Uh, you know, insofar as that bill said something about, you know, psychological evaluations and, and whatever, even the psychological evaluation misses the point because the problem that we have in this country is a cultural problem. We have broken homes and people who grow up mm-hmm. without fathers uh, and in shitty places that just tell them they're a victim their whole life. And it, mental health in general, you know, like I know when uh, wife and I went to counseling, I reflect on that as a very positive experience, even though that was one of the worst periods probably of, of my adult life for sure. Mm-hmm. But to think that we don't look at mental health in the same way we look at like getting a physical every year or or something like that is insane. So the national conversation absolutely needs to shift towards that regardless of guns being involved or not. And then aside from that, I think it gets back to this whole nuclear family thing and and the victim culture thing, because you, you just raise these sensitive little pricks, right. Who, who go around and do awful stuff and awful stuff is always going to happen, you know, And, and maybe we could cut down on some of it, but I think the root of all of this stuff has to be cultural because because even that video i sent you guys earlier or on our on our group text or whatever of the you know two kids run up to a guy who's like trying to get groceries out of his car or something hold him up at gunpoint mm-hmm. is like these are just two little pricks there, yeah. there's never been anybody in their life to slap him in the face and say sit the fuck down you piece of shit yeah you right can, you can't or, do that. or even that adam toledo kid who got shot by the cops yep uh you know without even having to get into that one i mean here's the thing the cops were responding to shots fired in the middle of the night, at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. What is your 13-year-old son doing on the street at 2.47 in the morning with 13. a handgun? 13 with a, with yeah. a fucking gun. Yeah. Yep. Imagine that. I don't think there's any rational adult who is in their house right now eating dinner who is like, how do you wrap your head around that? I, I, could, I couldn't fathom that. And, and my, yeah. my, I had quite a bit of freedom with, with my parents and stuff to go do stuff and hang out with my friends and stuff. Sure. But some of that was on the contingent that my parents knew everybody that I was hanging out with. They, they knew where I was going. And it wasn't like I was necessarily always trying to sneak one past them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is just an, this is a broken, it's a broken culture issue. It, and broken it really culture yes. leads to broken problems. Mm-hmm. And then in in that kid's case, yeah, he was absolutely trying to... Th- he was a scared kid who was getting chased in the middle of the night. He panicked and he ran. The cop chased him because the cop, he just knows that he's responding to shots being fired, right? So he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Now that panic kid, once the fight or flight <clears throat> mode wears off and he's finally like, okay, I'm going to stop. And he throws the gun on the ground because he's scared. Well, the cop sees the hand go for the gun and the cop shoots him. That all happens in one motion. Right. Yeah, yeah. So now who's the bad guy? It's a very, very tragic situation. And we do have a lot of problems with policing this in this country that need to be addressed. But why was a 13 year old kid on the street at 247 in the morning shooting guns in Chicago? Mm-hmm. This isn't like he was out there and like, you know, where I live in a wheat field 
at 3 a.m. with his buddies and there's not a house for a mile, right? This mm-hmm. isn't that. Not that that's right either. It's just, come on. This is the most obvious, like, culture problem ever. Like, what the actual fuck, you yep. know? Yeah. But you can't say that. You know, right? Because that's that's not the thing you're allowed to say, and it's just sickening because that's the only thing that's ever going to fix it. Is is you know, American culture in general. I'm not even saying this is a black, white, Hispanic, Asian thing. Just American culture in general has to grow the fuck up, right? And take responsibility and get out of this victim shit that just breeds crappy situations. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But yeah, I don't know if you'll ever get there though. I mean, just because. No, because I think what is is unfortunately where we're at and this is going to sound awful the diversity thing doesn't work you know because the problem is if one group of people has their culture a certain way and another group of people has their culture a certain way that that's not a problem necessarily in and of itself Mm -hmm. so then what you have is an environment where one culture says that well everything should be my way well now you have a racism issue Because the other culture doesn't necessarily want to do things your way or be your way. And that's fine. They shouldn't be obligated to do that. But there has to be an ability to put fences in between, right? And we have to stop viewing that as a bad thing. Now, people will hear that and they'll say, oh, we're talking about separate water fountains or or whatever. And that's not really what I'm saying at all. What I'm advocating for is is more of, I guess, the anarcho-capitalist thing where, hey, you know what, Chicago, if you want to do Chicago stuff, go for it. I don't care. If you want yeah. to take all the guns in Chicago, take all the guns in Chicago, right? I, I'm not for this giant overreaching document everywhere, right? Now, I have a certain way I feel about things, and that document does happen to exist, and I feel a certain way about it, but in sort of a my version of what the utopia would be, you know, individual states would be much more able to do what, what they want, because... Uh, the wild west for example right a lot of those wild west cowboy towns you know the imagery you see in pop culture is that they were just these blood-soaked places with gang members and shootings that's not true at all that's a caricature from the people who lived in urban cities in the east right Mm -hmm. they wanted to imagine that the west was this spooky wasteland and it really wasn't i mean in a lot of those towns you couldn't have guns you couldn't i mean they did stuff like that and uh, I, I want to go back towards that, where, like, the town sheriff has a lot more say over what's allowed in that town. And then people's reaction to something they don't like is less whine and complain about it. And it's more, okay, well, screw you guys. I'm going to take my shit and leave. I, I, yeah, that attitude absolutely. needs to come back. You know, vote with your feet. Vote with your – go live in a neighborhood that's around people that you want to be around, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's that lo- – it's that giant collective – that doesn't work. If if uh, that's the small the small town thing, right? You know, okay, screw it. Pick up and leave. Go go find some place you want to be where you have like minded people that think like you think. Because if the, if there wants to be a place where go guns are allowed or it's a hundred percent socialists and uh, and and that, but it doesn't affect me, then do that. Go do your thing. I don't right. give a shit if you go do that. But the thing is, when you try to force that upon other people. That's where the line gets drawn. Right. Because not everybody thinks the same way, especially 330 million people. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, the so the left-wing people, you know, they always love to, oh, Scandinavia. Well, okay. 
they're overwhelmingly white Christian. Like there yeah. is almost well, no minority population. We don't talk about that. We don't whatsoever. talk about that. Yeah. Right. You can't say that though. It's just, oh, socialism works. It's like, okay, well, this version, their version of, you know, what you might think is socialism. They just because, have a very generous welfare program. It's not socialism. Yeah. Generous welfare Anyways, program, but yeah. they have incredibly low business taxes. I mean, it, it, it yeah. they're more economically free than an American business. Put it that way. Yeah. So they have all that. And they have this sort of unified culture that looks at everything the same way. Of course they all get along, because they literally all get along, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Denmark, everybody wants to be like Denmark. Denmark has a population of 5 million people. Right. What's, no, I don't, do you know what the population of Kansas is off the top of your head? It's around 10 million. Okay, so (laughs) half the population of Kansas is the size of the entire fucking country. Right. (laughs) And the size of the state of Kansas is roughly the size of the country of Germany. It's like, no no yeah. wonder those smaller countries do things differently than a giant country of 330 million people. Yeah. Well, and the irony is that America was set up to be a federalist-type society where the states have rights mm-hmm. and the federal government just exists for this limited purpose. But we're marching more towards this federal government controls everything. And the irony is that right now, Europe is probably embracing more of the federalist mindset than what we are, and we're the ones who fucking invented it. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, there are different countries are allowed to be different countries. I'm at the point, I, do away with federal everything. Yeah. Just state Absolutely. levels. Your, your, uh, your national guards. Right. Can be your, can be your, your, your armies. And then if something comes and invades this country, then all those national guards or that portion of the country's national right. guards can band together and go fight. Well, and like, why do we have the ATF? Why does there need to be a Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco? Those sound like DEA jobs to me, if we're even going to have somebody police those things that are totally legal, by the way. Right, And then the firearms thing. Why do we need to have a Federal Bureau of Firearms? That's something that people are allowed to do because of the amendment. And even if you were going to, you know, because I understand there are laws and stuff like that, why can't local police just do that? Or or to give you benefit of the doubt, the FBI. Mm-hmm. Why does there even need to be this other entity for these? It, it's such an antiquated thing from like the NFA era of the 30s and the 20s and shit. That Absolutely. It makes no sense today whatsoever. Alcohol, tobacco, that that, that, that goes back to like the whiskey rebellion state. Rum runners and I shit. I mean, that's yeah. old. Like, why are we Why are we still worried? Like, yeah, that. Well, and here we are, a nation that's discussing legalizing, you know, marijuana, which, you know, I think we texted the other day the... Uh, uh, the the average THC content to the weed you go get on the street now mm-hmm. is like two Probably. to three times higher than what it was in the 70s. This, much, is, this much is not your mom and dad's weed. No. But here we are talking about, well, this is really okay. There might even be some health benefits. This shouldn't be that restricted, yada, yada, yada. Okay, mm-hmm. so why do we still have a Federal Bureau of Alcohol and fucking tobacco? Exactly. You know? Because once that power gets... Gets, once once we relinquish it to the federal government, we don't get it back. Right. It's you a money machine because it's an industry. It, yeah. There's people that make money off of that. There's regulations and politicians that get to sit on committees, and that committee yep. seat that they have gets to be something they put on their re-election crap, and it gives them a little bit of power to go talk to the next. It's a racket. The whole thing's a fucking racket. It's a, it's a gang system where people are trying to climb the hierarchy, but we mm-hmm. don't get to have any say in that in what it is. So. Yeah. And speaking of ATF... <clears throat> I wanted to talk more about this. You brought it up uh, a little bit ago. Um, the new appointee. I got to pee anyway. Want to take a break? Yeah, I'll take a break real quick. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I wanted to talk about the head of the ATF or Biden's appointee of the ATF. 
Um, like, really? <laughs> How much more establishment right. type of person do you go and get? Like, It's unity, right? But unity doesn't mean the American people. It means the establishments. I'm restoring the establishment, right? Because mm-hmm. Trump was a, you know, blow up the establishment guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all a joke. It's a, you know, them and us for sure. And, you know, that's that's kind of the thing. As I guess Trump did do a really good job of um, kind of kind of breaking that up or, like, exposing how, yeah. how things really were. Yeah. And, well, did you see on that same note, the uh, Cash Patel, one of the Trump appointees who was responsible for uh, kind of letting it out that the Russia collusion thing was all bullshit? Mm-hmm. They're going after him now. Federal charges for, you know, leaks of classified information, right? So it's the establishment circling the wagons around itself, right? And this guy's crime, much like Edward Snowden or Julian Assange, is letting people know what the truth is, right? But they can't have that because that was all supposed to stay inside baseball. Yeah. You know, and then think about that. If that if that never comes out and you don't ever know that it's bullshit, they remove a duly elected president from office, office over something that's just completely made up and farcical. Mm-hmm. And the American people never get to know, know any better, right? right? So, yeah, it's a scary time we're living in. And, you know, I think what they're doing, even with some of the gun stuff, uh, they might not do it now and they might not do it in the next four years or even eight years if they get reelected, but they're moving the Overton window, right? The, the, the conversation, you know, what's allowable to talk about. They're, right. they're making all this stuff mainstream. And so they're, they're setting the new battlefield, uh, and the right's got to figure that out fast. You know... I don't know. There's a problem. There's there's a lot of people on the right that are part of that establishment, though. Tons of them. I mean, it, status quo, right? Yeah. You just want to go along to get along. Yeah, and, and it's it's about the power thing, like we've discussed before. Um, Trump comes in office. He kind of exposes, hey, look how bad this really is. Like, you know, drain the swamp thing. It's almost right. become a cliche thing from the MAGA crowd or the super Republican crowd. But the problem is it's not wrong, though. Like there, right. there is a there is a f- fuckload of corrupt people that. Well, s- step one is recognizing that there is a swamp. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is people think there is, still isn't a swamp. Oh, that's just stupid conspiracy right. theorist. Well, okay, conspiracy theorist. How many times have been conspiracy theorists been right in the past well, year? Well, remember when gay marriage wasn't going to lead to them coming after your kids, and here we are with trannies in the bathrooms and women's sports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, that's all. Well, all this is. Go a step further. Uh, the hormone blockers and stuff, yeah, yep. or your kid could possibly, th- th- there's legislation out there that, that people want to get past that, you know, that your kid can go get a sex change without your consent if they're younger than 18 years old. Sure. What the fuck? They're even, not, but they're not coming for your kids. Even think about some state laws where, you know, even something like the COVID vaccine, if a kid's 12 years old, they can consent yeah. to getting it without parents being informed. Yeah. Right? Now, well, you might say, oh, well, COVID vaccine, I guess, it's all serious. Okay, well... That's a you're, stepping you're, stone. Yeah, you're going to tell me that's not the definition of the slippery slope that we're yeah. talking about right here? That's a, uh, Like in Kansas, uh, where it was, uh, you know, the women's sports thing, and the Laura Kelly vetoed the bill that would have said, you know, only biological men in men's sports, biological women in women's sports. Uh, well, the reasoning is because, well, Kansas, you know, North Carolina lost out on $4 million over X period of time because of this bill, and, you know, Kansas business and whatever. It's one of those things where, like, well, yeah, everything has a cost and a trade-off, and the argument here is that the moral cost would be more intense to pay than the financial cost. We don't mm-hmm. care about the money in this one. This is a principal issue. Yeah. But, you know, they, they always frame it in that sense, and it's like, well, some things have costs. 
right? Yeah. But, you know, when does it become child abuse because you won't let your kid get that sex change or do hormone blockers? Right. And then they get taken away. Or take the COVID shot. Right, exactly. You know? That that becomes child abuse. We're going to take your kid away. It, 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 but we're not coming for your kids. We never were. Nah, nope, never were. Just like okay. we're not coming for your guns. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild times. But think um, about that. It's Take your guns and then take your kids, right? Yeah. 100%. The wards of the state. Yep. That's what they want. The savior. Let the state be your moral authority to do everything. But it's it's wild, but I don't know. I think that probably wraps it up, unless you have anything else you want to bring to the table. No, that's pretty good. Okay. All right, folks. Well, that is it for this episode. Uh, check us out on social media, Up the Creek 11 on Twitter, and Instagram is at Up the Creek Pod. Uh, that's really about it. Go rate, review, subscribe. I don't know. Do something. Um, we do have exclusive content now for subscribers to the podcast, and that link will be in the show notes, and it comes with some usual, a little bit of before and after podcast, uh, conversation, or even in between. I think at one time we thought about calling it Piss Breaks Included, because usually <laughs> we'll have to take a, take a break in the middle of the podcast, because we like to drink a little bit, and we'll come back in, and we'll just, we leave it recording, and that gets edited out for the normal episode, but we decide to leave that kind of stuff in for the, the subscribers. So, uh, for five bucks a month is what that's set at. So, anyway, I guess that's it. So, have yourself a wonderful day.